You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, I'm going to discuss the nightmare of insomnia and how hypnosis can help you start and continue to sleep soundly each and every night. Also, as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. So tired. Everyone gets insomnia now and then. Steve, I haven't slept in a year. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It's David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. We are here. Yes, we are. In the Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Yeah, thank you for being our here. Our official home. Matt is back this week. Yes, I am. We, Sorry. We missed you last week. You know, the 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 guest that you had on, I was actually intrigued to uh, hear about, listen mm-hmm. from, learn from, and I, I missed it. <laughs> Well, you can listen to it. Yes, I can. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Awesome. So let me tell you, everyone, where you can find me. Uh, My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. There you will find my podcast blog page, my store page, and a whole bunch of other stuff. uh, Links to to, uh, videos for my many shows that I've done in the past. So check that out. That would be appreciated. You can follow me on social media, on Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, on Twitter, at Motor City Hypno, and also on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And again, if you would like to contribute financially to the show, I do have a Patreon page. It is Motor City Hypnotist on Patreon. And again, any small donation, monthly donation you could provide just helps us to run the show and give you good content, and then you get cool stuff in return. Um I'm gonna wear my I'm gonna wear my T-shirt next week, so I'll show that off to the uh, video people. Yeah, please do. So I'll, I'll, this will be posted on YouTube eventually, so you can kind of see what you get: um, a coffee mug, a T-shirt, early access to to the podcast as well. So check me out on Patreon, and as usual, on every show, I give away a free hypnosis guide to the listeners, and you can find that link in the show notes as well. And the biggest thing is wherever you're listening, whether we podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is, subscribe to the show and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate that. Again, it helps us get exposure and grow our audience and, uh, you know, get more people that want to hear cool stuff. So I'd appreciate that. Game on. And finally, join me each week as I co-host the Psyched by MG podcast. That's with my friend, Mary Grace, and we do talk about a lot of mental health things on that show as well. And actually, if you're on Facebook Live, you can stick around, and that will be on at about 6.30-ish or so. So this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated, and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales, or does your business market to customers? 
how do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to bannerseason.com fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. And again, that is bannerseason.com forward slash fantastic. And again, disclaimer, uh, I am a, an affiliate for that company, uh, but they do give out great stuff. Uh, um, I, I have a birthday list set up, and whenever it's somebody's birthday, they get a box in the mail with a couple of brownies with their name on them. Well, not on the actual brownies, but on the package. I was going to say, what's in the brownies? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that, but but they are good brownies uh, and, and a card. So, yeah, if you want to set up a, a, a list for yourself so you don't have to remember people's birthdays and they still get something really cool, check out bannerseason.com slash fantastic. Hmm. Appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, it is winner of the week time. I did miss this. That's how winning is done. So our winner of the week this week, and, and you you probably have seen these commercials, Matt, on, on TV. Okay. Because they've been playing a lot lately. Lately. It's Michael Phelps. Okay, yep. Okay, so he is he is doing commercials for a promoting a therapy, an online therapy service, mm-hmm. which I don't know about the service. So, but but the big thing that why Michael Phelps is the winner is he talks a little bit, and I went and did um, I did a deep dive on YouTube regarding this his um, his challenges. Let's say okay, so he won eighteen gold medals, was on top of the world, and he went into this. Um, I think it was a couple of months where he just stayed in bed. He just went into this deep depression hmm. and he said, I just, I need to find help. So he went and, made, and saw a therapist. And after the fact, now that he's promoting this online therapy service, he's saying that decision saved his life. Wow. Yeah. And the reason I, I want to say that he's a winner of the week is a lot of people don't seek help. They, they resist for whatever reason. They think they shouldn't need help or, or they're embarrassed to get help. But if somebody like Michael Phelps, again, the guy is, you know, was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, everybody benefits from talking to someone. And I say this to clients that come into my office for the first time. <laughs> and and I, say it, I say it delicately, but I say, listen, everybody's screwed up. Everybody has things they can fix and work on. So everyone should be talking to someone. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like these commercials because, again, he's a high-profile person who said, you know what, I, this, this is what I needed to do, and it helped him. And again, he said it saved his life. So for those of you out there who are considering therapy for whatever reason, you know, don't, don't wait. Just, just make the decision and do it and um, you know, make those changes now rather than later. You're going to feel better. So that is why Michael Phelps is our winner of the week. done and that guy's done a lot of winning in his life too 18 gold medals you know Mm -hmm. to be that young and to have that type of an accomplishment you know where do you go next and you know there that's probably a lot of the reasons why he just yes you fall into a depression it's it's interesting you 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 brought that up matt because there is a series i believe it's on netflix right now and i'm not going to remember the name um 
but it is about Olympic athletes who struggle with mm. mental illness after because they train their whole lives right. for two for minutes yeah. of time. Right. And whether they succeed or whether they win a gold medal or they don't, some of them only have that one chance and then right. it's done. Right. And even the even the successful ones, your your time is limited, even if you go to multiple Olympics. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, it's kind of like, okay, what do I do now? Right, right. It's like you've reached the pinnacle at that young like, age, what's next? mostly the young age, yeah, but yeah. so a lot of them have a letdown and, and I, I'll, at some point I'll, I'll look up the name of that show because it's very interesting. It's about athletes struggling with life after the Olympics. Got it. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm. So today talk about struggling <laughs> today, we're going to, going to be talking about insomnia. Now I say the word insomnia and, and I, almost everyone that's listening is probably like, oh yeah, I've had insomnia. And, and probably some of us have had issues sleeping here and there. Um, when, when I say insomnia, and, and I don't want to classify it because it really gets into semantics, but you know, having a night or two of sleepless nights, there are some people who go months and months without getting more than a couple hours sleep a night. And, and that chronic insomnia is, is what we're kind of focusing on, is, is how to make changes for that. There is a that, that clip I played right after our, our intro. Mm -hmm. That is from a movie called the The Machinist. That's with uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah, yes. yep. And again, it's 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 really a psychological thriller in a way. Okay. Um, great movie. I, I loved it. I, I, it's uh, but but it's him just struggling. I, I mean, you know, in the movie, of course, which is which is fiction. It's mm -hmm. made up. But in, in the movie, he starts hallucinating and seeing things and not knowing if people are real. And even though that's a fiction in a movie, that's, that's what can happen with insomnia. You, mm -hmm. you can start experiencing these symptoms of psychosis because your brain's not functioning. Your body's not uh, resting and recovering. It really has some major effects on, on how you feel and your, and your physical health. Mm. So I'm going to start with just right off the bat. I'm, I want to I want to make sure that we clarify what how insomnia fits into sleep disorders because there can be any number of sleep disorders. One would be narcolepsy, mm -hmm. which again is a is a diagnosable issue, uh, and that's that's when you just have extreme fatigue at any time and could fall asleep, you know, while you're driving, while mm -hmm. you're doing pretty much anything. Um, and in very severe cases, you could be standing and walking and just, you know, your body just shuts down and you go to sleep. Um, another sleep disorder is restless leg syndrome. RLS. Uh-huh. RLS, which again can can keep people awake. And that's, that's a very frustrating condition. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest ones that people don't address is sleep apnea. And – I'm not going to go into the whole medical explanation, but but really, what sleep apnea is is your your throat closes, the back palate of your throat relaxes, and it closes your airway so that you stop breathing. Right, and and that could happen hundreds of times a night, but you never come you never really come awake. Sometimes you can wake up, but sometimes you could not realize it, and you're just sitting on that edge of sleep the whole night. You never get into that REM state where your body really recovers and and kind of rebuilds itself. So I always tell all my clients who are having issues sleeping in general, check for sleep apnea because it is something that can be controlled with either with medication, surgery, or in most cases, a CPAP machine. Right. Yeah. And, and just to be totally transparent, I use one. <laughs> I've had one for about, I don't know, eight years now. 
best friend I was just telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, he wears one as well. Right. And and typically, and again, this is not being critical, I typically don't fit the the what you would think of of somebody with sleep apnea because most people might think, oh, somebody's really overweight or they um, – Really, weight is one of the big driving factors of that. But it can, but it's physiology. It can happen to anybody at any weight. So if, if you're having issues being tired and not sleeping well, uh, sleep apnea could be to blame. And, and that really has a long-term effect, especially on your heart, because when you stop breathing, your heart speeds up to, to, to catch up. And, and imagine that resetting itself hundreds of times during the night. Right. Yeah. So that can have long-term issues. And then finally, we get to the the sleep disorder that we're going to focus on, which is insomnia. And before you do that, yeah, the name of that documentary you were talking yes. about with uh, Michael Phelps, yes, it's actually on HBO. Okay, it's an HBO documentary, and it's called The Weight of Gold. Ah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it was Netflix, but yeah, that is it. The ne- weight and gold. Netflix has one that's about the uh, gymnastics Larry Nasser fiasco. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. If you're interested in seeing how these athletes cope after the Olympics, uh, I haven't watched it. I know my wife has because she was raving about it, but I have not seen it yet. So let's get into insomnia. And I'm just going to kind of just give you an overview. Insomnia really is it's characterized by an inability to initiate or maintain sleep. That's kind of the simplistic definition of it. Mm. Uh, it may it, you you also may awaken early in the morning and then not be able to go back to sleep. Uh, you might not be able to once you're awake. It's hard to go back to sleep sometimes. Mm. Um, and really, it has a lot of the same effects that sleep apnea would. If you're not sleeping well at night, you're going to be tired during the day. If you're not getting, and and here's what the recommendation is. And I'm I'm going to just throw this out, and then we're going to come back to it. For most adults. Uh, age, let's say 18 and over, at least seven hours a night is what is recommended. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting that because you, you're unable to, then, then there's an issue. That's something we need to look at and help you address. So let me just throw out a few statistics. Approximately one in four Americans develop insomnia each year. About 30% of American adults have symptoms of insomnia. Up to 10% of American adults are life, likely to have chronic insomnia. Lost productivity related to insomnia costs the U.S. economy about $63 billion a year. 83% of those who suffer from depression also experience symptoms of insomnia. And and you can imagine why. If you're not sleeping well and you're always tired and and that's going to – How productive are you going to be? Yeah, you're not going to feel great about yourself and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of the seven-hour sleep. We probably all know, and maybe maybe some of you are one of those people who is is uh, constantly moving, constantly working, and and pushing themselves. And you know the the, the whole uh, that whole theory of that type A person who only sleeps three hours a night because right. they have so much stuff to get done. And and really that 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 in some ways that's looked at like oh wow that that's somebody who's really dedicated that's that's what I want to be or that's how I want to do it I want to be that committed to something mm-hmm. but the, but the problem with that is you're really you're really doing yourself a disservice and I'm going to refer to Ariana Huffington who was the founder of the Huffington Post <clears throat> she put out a book a couple years ago it might have been a little longer I read it on a plane. <laughs> because I was trying to go to sleep. But the name of this book is called The Sleep Revolution. And she recounted how she lived 
she would have her phone by her bed. Mm. She would, whenever the phone dinged, she would pick it up and work and answer emails or texts. No matter what time of day. No matter what time in the night. Mm. And and she would push herself. Again, she was running running a a, uh, a website and a news um, service and all of those things. So she said she was averaging at, at the worst in, in that that stretch about three to four hours a night. Wow. And she one day was standing in her kitchen and just collapsed. Yeah. Just went down, hit her head on a counter going down, ended up getting a number of stitches in her head. And it, it, it kind of was her, you know, no pun intended, her wake-up wake up. call. Right. Because she said, I can't keep doing this. So if, if, if you want to read about her experience, it really is, it's, it's not a tough read, but, but it really kind of lays out kind of the way people have, uh, they, they've treat sleep like it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I have better things to do than sleep, or I need to get this done, so I'll stay up late and sacrifice a few hours. Right. Which I get, uh, you know, it's, it's every once in a while, you know, that that's legit. Right. But every day, you know, that that's well, it, well in the whole theory that, okay, I have a busy week. I'll catch up on the weekends. There really is no way to catch up on sleep. No, you can't bank it for later use no. because every night is different. And, and yeah, you may, you may end up staying up late two couple nights in a row and, and sleep all day that third day. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about consistently doing this day after day. Right. It, it, there's there's no way you're going to make that up. Mm. It just it just doesn't work that way. When, when your body's accustomed to waking up at a certain point in the morning or in the afternoon, depending on your work schedule, if it's awake, your your brain is awake. Yes. That's what it's you're, used you're, to. You're ready to roll. You're ready to rock. So, and and, and again with insomnia, sometimes there's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. You you could you might you know you know might maybe you'll have an hour in and all of a sudden your eyes pop open and you're wide awake. Right. You know. <gasps> Oh, great Odin's Raven. <laughs> yeah, it just happens. You're, you're, and, and then you're, you're just awake and it's impossible to go back to sleep. Uh-huh. So we're going to bring this back. That, that, that insomnia is, a, is, a, is an issue. It's an issue for a lot of people. It, but I want to reframe it because it, it, it's, it's easy to put, put yourself in the victim role of that, saying, oh, man, I have terrible insomnia. I, I'm just – there is something you can do about it. There is, there are things that you can do to take control of this because what insomnia is, and it can be physical and and we're going to address those as we go along. But, but for the most part, it's not being able to shut your brain off, which we talk about this on the show all the time. It's a habit. It's a habit that's been ingrained in your subconscious thinking. And that's what happens when that, that habit just goes without being unchecked. Or without it being checked, then it's just going to continue to do what it's always done. And if that means you know you you don't sleep well because your brain is used to that, that's what it's going to do. Hmm. So th- there's an old trick, and it's this 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 goes back. I mean, I don't know where. Actually, I do know where it came from because I looked it up. But you know the whole the whole the whole theory of counting sheep. You know mm-hmm. that, that's that's been in. You know I don't know culture for for a long time and that really came from something it came from medieval britain so shepherds who wanted to use communal grazing lands they had to keep a close head count of their sheep and they used a special counting system Hmm. to make sure they had them all and they would do this right before they went to bed okay so that's where this counting sheep thing came from because they would do it and then go to bed. So it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. All right. <laughs> so, but 
But let me talk about that because it sounds like a silly and, and it's become caricature, caricaturized. Mm-hmm. You see it in, I don't know, you see it in cartoons, you see it in commercials, you know, commercials mm-hmm. and just, just it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's just kind of a, a, like a wives tale. It's just kind of this cliche. Mm-hmm. But think about this. What the reason it became a cliche is because at some point somebody was using it. Some, somebody coined it because it was effective. And if you think about what that action does, counting sheep gives you a repetitive thinking pattern where you're just focusing on one sheep after another. And what you're doing is you're, 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 you're focusing your brain in not to think about a million things at once, but just about this single thing. And I, I read a couple of different story study and i don't think there have any been real real scientific studies but a lot of anecdotes about people saying well yeah you know when i count sheep to go to sleep i've never gotten i've never got to a hundred which is interesting it is or some people say oh yeah i i I don't remember i never remember where i left off because i finally you know i eventually fell asleep right you know and and it's it's and we're going to get into specifically how to do that with – unless you want to count sheep. You could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean if you like sheep, that's cool. <laughs> it's quite abundant. stings the nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> you ever smell the barrel <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I, I was thinking of what a sheep would smell like. But <laughs> so what we're going to talk about is refocusing your routine in your brain. This is the tough part for people because like anything else, this you, you would think, oh, I, if I, I just shut my brain off, that should be, it should be easy. I should just be able to do it. How do you do it? Yes. And that's, that's the key thing. And, and you have to put some work into it. It's, 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 I, I always refer back to uh, monks who meditate, mm. you know, and, and of course, you know, some, some of the beliefs are, you know, if, if you, you can reach nirvana at some point, if you get good with that. Mm. But it's not something that you can just sit down and be at that level. I, I would compare it to meditation, to like yoga or any other activity. You have to work up to it. You have to practice. You have to get better at it. And thinking is the same way, whether it's thinking about something or not thinking about something. And here's what typically happens with people with insomnia. Before they even get to bed, they're already worried. They're already thinking, oh, oh I hope I can sleep tonight. I, I hope I, you know, ho- I hope I get at least three or four hours in. Their mind is already setting themselves up for that disappointment. Even if they're sleeping, they wake up. The mind automatically says, "Oh, that, that was it. I guess I'm done." Hmm. Then your mind is active again. So, so you're not you're not setting yourself up for success. And I know that puts some a lot of responsibility on you, the listener. But but if if you're serious about this, you can make the changes you need to. So I'm going to talk about sleep hygiene. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. I have not. Okay. Sleep hygiene is things that you do before you go to bed to increase the likelihood you can shut your brain off. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. And you'll know when I look at these, when I read through these. It's like dominoes. You do one thing Uh and then the next thing and the next thing. Okay. And, And a lot of these people might scoff a little bit. Because it's going to be like, oh, well, I can't do that. But, but, but if you do these things, it's only going to help you. And, if you, have, and you have to commit to these things. I'm curious as to what they're going to be. Yes. So the first one is keep a regular sleep schedule. Go to bed at the same time every night. Mm-hmm. Get up the same time every morning. Doesn't matter if it's a weekend. Doesn't matter if it's a vacation. 
you know, I, I can understand once in a great while your schedule may get thrown off for a day or night. Sure. But you have to keep a regular sleep schedule because when, when, when you get that schedule down, your mind is trained. It's, it's trained. And, and like you mentioned earlier, Matt, how many of us wake up at 6 a.m. on Saturday because that's what time we get up every day? Wow. Your, mind's, your yeah. mind's trained to do that. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, we need to trade, train it when to go to sleep every night at the same time. So keep a regular sleep schedule. Um, and this one, this one is gonna, <laughs> this one is gonna bum out a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that last what one. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the young parents that from that <laughs> first one, they're like, seriously, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bedroom is for sleep and sex. Okay, that's it. You had me at sleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the only two things you should be using your bedroom for. And I know that that for people who like to go in the bedroom and and watch TV or hang out, it, it you're you're training your mind to be active in the room you're supposed to be sleeping in. And and these, these sound very simplistic, but but th- this you have to if if you if you put these things in place, your 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 likelihood of succeeding is going to be way much more. So the bedroom is for sleep and intimacy only. When you go to your, when you're in your bedroom, you should not have a TV on, any electronics available or even close. Again, I know people; their phones right by. Well, most people use their phone as their alarm. Yes, but if unless you shut off notices, it might be dinging all night, or mm. you know, in in people's minds, it's it's a it's just like Pavlov's dog. When that <laughs> ding happens, your mind is automatically turned on yeah. because you want to see what's there. Right. And, and that's what you do during the day, which is great because that's what you should do during the day. You don't want to be doing that at night. So incredibly guilty over here. You know. I, I, and a lot of people are and, and not, not necessarily intentionally. I just think it's just habits that we built that maybe we don't realize how much they're affecting us. Sure. So that can happen. And, you know, and it's not, you know, we're, we're not reinventing the wheel here, right. you know. Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need a refresher course. <laughs> so your, your bedroom is for sleep only and sex. Woo. Train yourself to recognize that. And, and don't, again, don't have any electronics. If you have a TV, make sure it's not on. I wouldn't even put a TV in the bedroom. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. And I'm not judging people who do. I'm just saying it just... It's another way that you can distract yourself from what the bed is for is to sleep. Right. Again, common sense tips here. Avoid stimulants such as caffeine afternoon. Also avoid alcohol. Now, we all know alcohol can can get us to sleep, but it never ends up being a good sleep. What did I say earlier? It's yeah. five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and typically alcohol is going to disrupt your sleep patterns because, because it's messing your system up. Um, one hour prior to bedtime, begin a relaxation activity or routine. Let's call it a routine. So that means no watching TV for an hour before, no reading, um, anything on a blue light, which would be your, your phone, computer, um, iPad, things like that. Reading is fine if you're doing it off of an actual book, book yeah. or like a like um, one of those Kindle whites. There you go. That's not a that's not a blue light because right. that blue light activates our our vision and our mind, and it it causes you not to relax. 
Um, so, so again, focus on just being calm, quiet, and still. And again, I know with people with kids, I, I, it's a challenge. But these are things that you need to do for yourself. Read a book, listen to music, just sit quietly. And, and that hour is your prep time before going to bed at your bedtime. And when you go to bed, there are deep breathing exercises. And I'm going to give you one quickly before we run out of time. And this is a really common one. Take in a slow, deep breath through your nose. Count to eight as you're breathing in. Like make the breath last eight seconds as it goes in. Hold that breath for at least five seconds and then slowly exhale through your mouth while counting to 10. Just repeat that cycle mm-hmm. over and over again because that breathing, and, and this is a part of hypnosis as well. We, deep, we make people breathe deeply and slowly and the same thing happens when you go to sleep at night. So you're kind of, it's kind of like you're manually kickstarting that sleep process with this breathing. That also doesn't technique. it uh, slow down your heart rate when you do that it breathing? Does. So mm-hmm. really that your, your yep. body's relaxing yep. itself all the time. Exactly. Oh, nice. Exactly. And again, that's kind of a, like I said, it's, it's, it should happen naturally, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's why we put these things into effect. Now, I know I went through this list fairly quickly, but what I want to, in the show notes, uh, there's going to be a link for my hypnosis for insomnia recording. You can, you can get that on my website at my, on my website store, but this will walk you because sometimes it's hard to, to, to relax on our own. It's hard to stay motivated or focused to do that. But if you're listening to it, I can direct you. Hmm. It's easier to follow something than try to initiate something sometimes. So talk up or, or check out the link in the show notes uh, for my hypnosis for insomnia recording and give that a try. I recommend you try it for f- you know five, six, seven days in a row, and, and, and if you if you get that down, you're going to start that new habit, and it's going to click in, and it'll be natural after that. Mm-hmm. So I know we covered this very quickly. Uh, as we go, just leave me comments. If you want to talk more in depth about this, absolutely, we can do that um, because I think that's a this is something a lot of people struggle with and would love to have uh, you know maybe a more detailed deep dive on it. So let me know. So we are going to be back next episode. It's going to be kind of a fun one. We're going to talk about, speaking of sleep, 10 movies about sleep. Oh, well, now I have some My quick homework to do. My 10 favorite movies about sleep. <laughs> All right. So come on back. That'll be interesting and, and a bit fun. So join me next time. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I'll see you soon. <laughs>